never saved. <laughs> I literally, no, I literally forgot that I was going to do a podcast right now. And then when I saw California, I was like, who the fuck is prank calling me? I was like, oh, it's the, it's the comedy <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yep. And I, and I told I told the person on the other line, I was like, oh, I got to answer the phone. Quick, hold on. Couple dorks from California. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like we should change our podcast to that. The dorks from California the dorks podcast. From California podcast. I feel like it would catch on super quick. Oh, absolutely. A bunch of, What's uh, up, guys? Bunch of we can call them dockheads. Dockheads instead of dickheads. <laughs> like dockheads. Nice. One time, my brother. They used to make. How old are you guys? Uh, like 27, 28. Yeah, I'll be twenty eight. Okay, so they used to make these things at the grocery store that you guys probably remember from when you were kids, where you walk in and. They like held newspapers, but they were for buying houses. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're called uh, Home Buyer's Guide. Yep. And my brother worked for that company that would post houses, and he worked in Minnesota. And this old lady called him one time, and she goes, "Oh, hello, Dustin. Um, well, you see, I was looking over my listing the other day, and it says, you know, everything about the house, and it's really great. But then there's this part where it talks about." having a nice brand new refinished 200 foot dick and i think it's supposed to say doc <laughs> watch it would have been hilarious if he would have been like no no it i meant to put no, i dick. said it right i said it right <laughs> no i said man, what i said bitch it's 100 percent american made dick <laughs> i said what i said exactly so anyway that made me laugh oh shit well as you guys probably already know the one and only jp price is back on with us so i i gotta ask what and I love seeing it, but what's with your um, your thousand pound squat uh, resurfacing everywhere? Uh, you know, um, it's kind of funny, like being a has been, um, <laughs> because like a third of the sport right now knows I'm like super legit, and then two thirds of the sport they probably just think I'm like fat guy that bodybuilded a lot when he was in his twenties, <laughs> and, and, and just let himself go. Yeah, yeah. So, for example, like, I posted that, and then somebody I'm, like, pretty good friends with was like, well, I've never seen this. And I was like, well, you probably fucking should. Like, everybody needs to know that I did that so I can make money doing this business because that gives me some credibility. No, right. um, <laughs> but, but no, like, it's it's been so long, like, I don't even – I don't even know if I have that post that squat on my page. Like, I don't – it's somewhere probably, but I don't remember if I posted it or not. And – it's a real struggle, man, because the training I'm supposed to do is so not meaningful to our sport right now. Right. That the only way I can relate to people is by showing things from the past. Well, and, and see what was really only, cool. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, the only time I can feel like I can do that is like on an anniversary or else I feel like a fucking fraud every time I share my shit, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and so it's like, I never, I didn't get to do that many meets really. I mean, I totaled over 2000, like seven times, but I didn't get to do that many meets at all. Like I totaled 2000, I think I'm like my fourth or fifth meet. And so because I didn't do all that many meets, like I don't have a lot of footage. So when I'm done, that's like all I have. Yeah. Well, and so like I probably only have like 28 squats. I can really like post on the internet from a competition ever. And so it sucks because like the worst thing about my injuries is that I didn't get to be good for as long as I felt like I deserved. Which, I mean, it definitely makes sense. But also what I think is cool is that I was actually, I was there when you did Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. We talked that morning. Yeah, that's true. Like I was just, I was just 
in awe. I, I, I was like, holy shit. This guy had over a thousand pounds on his back and moved it like it was a empty bar. And I was just like, from that point on, I, and not, not to sound like, like fangirlish or anything like that. But from that point on, I really like tried to gear my training towards being more like you <laughs> at that point in time. And so, and really I still do such a fangirl. You know? Fuck off. Well, you know, it was in the first time where like, you know, the sport was exploding. So like, it was pretty easy back then to be popular. Like I remember sure. when I was in 308, it was so non-competitive when I first started that like my third or fourth meet I ever did, we were in Springfield, Missouri. And in my weight class, I took third and I was fifth in the country. Holy shit. And so like the guy that took first was first in the country. The guy that took second was uh, third in the country and I took third and I was fifth. And then at heavyweight, there were three guys that went over 2,000. And at that time, there was only like, I don't know, like maybe eight people that went over 2,000. It was There was not very many. And uh, maybe even less than that. And Because yeah, uh, like a 2,000-pound total was just unheard of at that point in time. Right, yeah. And then when I did 2,000, like it was like pretty elite at that time. But, yeah, I mean, like now if I walked out and didn't, do 2000 i'd be ashamed <laughs> you know <laughs> and that's me personally but yeah, uh yeah. <laughs> but uh it's so funny how like I, the worst question i ever get is like hey what do you think is strong and i'm like should ask somebody else <laughs> um like i, you know, I ask, do, ask the, the guy waiting tables anymore. next door he's gonna give you a real answer but i mean the fact that you can still bench like 500 plus you know mm -hmm. and just do the numbers that you do now at especially with the injuries that you've come back from it's mm -hmm. it, it's incredible in my eyes you know the fact that you can yeah. still keep doing it i you know if i like never gained any pounds on my total but i got to compete for four more years that would have been okay yeah uh because the, the sad part was is i was only that good for one year and I should have been able to be that good for longer because I never did anything to like hurt myself that badly. Like you watch that thousand three pound squat. Yeah. Tell me one thing that happened that could have hurt me ever in that squat. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was just very, very technically sound as far as like looking like it didn't hurt. And so <laughs> the most surprising done, thing to like, me ever ow, was getting ow, hurt. Ow. <laughs> yeah. Like I've never in any sport I've ever played, I never got hurt ever. Uh, or injured or in, in any sort of way whatsoever in football, any, anything, like even if I got stitches, it's not like I missed a practice or anything. But when, uh, when it came down to it, you know, like I've just never really been hurt. And for me to get hurt that way with like no real cause is the most frustrating. Cause I didn't do anything to deserve that either, yeah. you know? And so it was a really, really weird, like thing that screws with your mind because one, I had no injury and two, um, I was smart and three, I never pushed that hard and four, I just thought I could have been on top of the game a little longer. And even if I would have never gotten stronger and never did 2,400, I don't think I would have cared as long as I just could have enjoyed it. Cause I didn't get to enjoy it. Now, let, let me ask you this, losing the weight that you've lost now, cause you're sitting at what, like 329, 330? Yeah, 330. So losing, having lost the weight that you've done now and just being able to cons consistently train for the most part, mm -hmm. do you think 
you sign up for a meet within the next year or so? Just kind of like see where you're at. No, definitely not. So mm-hmm. I'm not allowed. I'm not even allowed to, to do what I do. Really? Like everything that you see on Instagram and me benching, like Stuart McGill has told me not to do that. Um, Wait, who but did? Mentally, Stuart McGill, the doctor oh. of, backs, of all back doctors. Yeah. Um, <laughs> me and Stuart go so way back. <laughs> I stayed at his house in October for a few days, and basically I'm not supposed to do anything except like walk and a little bit of physical therapy. And I only floor press because I am going fucking crazy. Right. And that's like the least damaging thing that I can do to not go nuts because I'm not allowed to squat or deadlift at all. And I haven't been able to for over a year and a half. It's been about two years. Like indefinitely or or is it like for... So he thinks there's a slight possibility that I may start loading again by November. Okay. But the first words out of his mouth on the telephone with me when we Skype called each other in October was, uh, Hey, uh, after talking to you, I think you need to be more comfortable with being somebody who has the opportunity to coach world champions and never being one again. Whoa. Some hard hitting First thing he said to me. First thing he said to me. And uh, the first thing we did as a part of treatment was he, like, psychologically evaluated me and asked me questions for an hour. So, um, (laughs) yeah, this is not not an easy process mentally. It sucks. And I literally haven't competed in over two years uh, since the U.S. Open in 2018. And, uh, And I literally have, like not even much of a glimmer of hope of ever doing it again. Um, and you have to be okay with that in some way, or you're just going to hate your life. So I've chosen to obsess over other things, um, that I'm not good at, which sucks. Cause I've only ever done things that I'm good at, like lift weights. Right. And like, I was good at wrestling cause I was big. I was good at football. I was big and smart. And you know, this is the first thing that I've had to do that I'm not good at. And it sucks. And, it's what I need to do. And it's the only thing I want to be good at is like getting in better shape. Um, you know, so basically I'm like, look, you know, the only thing that ever made me okay with being fat was the fact that I was stronger than 99% of the world. Now I'm not bad either. So I'm fucking mad about it. So I like, now I just have to like make myself happy. Um, you know, at, at a more core level. And I think that's probably better for me. And so I've had to, grow discipline and get better and get to a point where I'm, you know, more happy with myself every day. And it's easy to be happier with yourself when you can cover up everything you hate with stuff that everybody else loves, you know, and it's hard to really love yourself when all that's stripped away. And so, so for me, this is probably a lot healthier, a lot better and a lot more beneficial than lifting weights ever was because that came so easy to me. I didn't have to work at it and I didn't have to, you know, uh, put so much into it, but this I'm having to work my ass off on and I'm really proud of it, you know? Right. So to answer your question, I mean, I'll probably never compete again. If I had to guess, um, if I get to compete again, I'll be happy. Um, if I were to go out and, and go right now, I probably would squat and deadlift 550. Um, cause that's what I did before I saw Stu when I was being a very bad patient. <laughs> um, and I'd bench 550 as well. Well, I mean, so <laughs> Either way, you'd still pretty much outlift anyone in, in a local meet. So, 
for the most part. For the but, most part. <laughs> um, I would I would total. I would op- I would finish every lift at 250, and I would end with a 750 total. <laughs> <laughs> so Just the other day, I told Hunter Henderson, one of the strongest girls in the world, I said, uh, "Hey, you better fucking knock it off because you might be able to out squat and deadlift me right now, but I'm a good enough bencher that I can still out total you. So go right. fuck off." <laughs> so I gotta ask, um, with the U.S. Open being postponed for this year, how's Hunter holding up? Uh, you know, that really sucked. Um, cause I know she yeah. was, she was like, I, I've been, I, I would see her posts. I mean, I don't follow her, but like right. I would see it on like King of lifts and everything like that. Um, it seemed like, like she was really getting those numbers where she needed them to. Uh, yeah, man, she was gonna, you know, go six, three, six probably. Shit. And, uh, and you know, it sucks and it's a big hiccup to like have to wait. So, you know, now what's kind of a challenge and it'll be fine for her. She's good at anything she wants to do. But so basically, I mean, you take being as peaked as possible as one of the best, strongest people in the world. And then just say, uh, Hey, no, it's not going to happen for a while. And so now you have to down regulate everything. You have to recycle back. You're doing 10 sets of 10, you know, it's fucking gets lame. Um, but so she went to being at the absolute strongest you could ever be, you know, for for almost anybody ever, and just shut it down. And it sucks, but she's gonna have to ramp back up. She's got the showdown meet in September. And, 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 that, uh, and that one's still that one's still going. That's in Buffalo, New York, and she's gonna compete there in sleeves. And I'm gonna be announcing that event. Um, <laughs> I uh, I was gonna announce the U.S. Open, but that got messed up via Gracie. Um, yeah, you and I talked about uh, that. <laughs> so then, uh, so then she's gonna do that meet. And then she's got to turn around and put wraps on. So now that's probably the better setup anyway. Before the U.S. Open, she wore wraps for quite a few weeks to get used to them, but they were also really loose, like very gradually getting tightened up by Ryan, uh, her trainer, yeah, her coach, and boyfriend. And uh, that's Ryan Silva. You guys yeah. like conjugate best in the world. Um, <laughs> and uh, so then, uh, so so now she's got to do the showdown in September, and then she's got to flip around. I think ten weeks later or nine weeks later, and do that meet, um, which is fine because usually you want to be in wraps for eight to ten weeks. But it just sucks that that's the only option, you know? Yeah. Because before it was perfect. Uh, before she had set up exactly what I did, which she was going to go wraps at the u.s open and then go sleeves in september which that's what i did i went wraps at the u.s open and then i did sleeves at record breakers and uh there was one more month apart and then you know got the all-time world record there at, or the week three weeks before record breakers but um but anyway so it was set up really perfect and now it's just a little different but you know everybody's having to make adjustments man like this is a time when if you're not willing to make adjustments and like be flexible, they get fucked because the whole world's going to have to do that and you have to be a part of it. Oh yeah, oh, absolutely. Exactly. Like, I mean, I know Michael's had to make some adjustments. I mean, from like an educational standpoint, right? I'm at last semester. I'm about to graduate and get my bachelor's degree finally. And, uh, working as a full-time bartender to pay for school, everything with this was crazy because we would get literally updates by the hour. So literally at noon, I forgot a class that Tuesday, the school sends out an email saying, don't worry, guys, we haven't had any cases in our county. We're not closing. We're good. 
literally 20, like 12 hours later, we got an email later that night being like, actually, this is the last week of teaching. We're switching everything to virtual, which granted, it's been interesting to have to do everything online to finish my last couple weeks. But also it's been kind of nice because a lot of teachers have been super flexible. And then with work, it was like the same thing where... Oh, nobody's giving a bad grade right now. Everybody's fucking passing. Oh, yeah. Well, they're letting you do either pass or pass or fail or get a grade um which people are freaking out about that for master's program i'm not getting my master's so it doesn't matter to me but no like the thing with work too is like sunday my gm was like no as of now we're we're not going to close until they make us close and then literally monday at three o'clock the next day the executive like chef and the part and the and the partner and the owner all came in and were like shut it down we're done and next thing i knew within 24 hours i lost both my jobs and so it's been it's been pretty interesting. Oh man, uh, it's it's really wild, man. And just being attached and so close to so many people through the gym and through coaching, I've gotten to see it on so many levels. Hey, I'm sorry if I'm yawning a little bit. It's uh, eight thirty here, and that's pretty late for a gym owner that doesn't sleep much. Um, it's okay if we're boring I'll, you. <laughs> isn't it sucked that at eight thirty you'll be yawning, but then you'll be up till two? Yeah, been there. Oh yeah, I've that's had the most moments. frustrating thing in my life. Like I can't stay awake through six o'clock if I'm on a couch, but I will be awake till two that night. How's that? How's your sleep schedule been with this whole COVID? Terrible, man. Terrible. Oh, um, usually I like sleep from midnight to seven, and then I get up and my kids go to school like eight thirty, and then I'm at the gym at nine. But uh, there was one day where I recall I woke up at six thirty. Went to the bathroom, said hi to the kids, maybe even had a cup of coffee, and then I fell asleep and woke back up at one. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, shit, I must have been stressed out about this thing because it really took a lot out of me to like sleep that much. I don't sleep much. Yeah. And uh, usually I just get like six or seven hours a night and I'm straight. But uh, yeah, this has been totally weird, man. And like you said, like they say one thing and then another thing happens. It's been so random. So um, there was one day where you know, we were fine with everything, and, like, as things stood, like, everything was kind of going fine, and then we were going to open back up on April 24th, blah, blah, blah. Well, then, like, I got told it was going to be May 4th, or May 15th, and I was like, gosh, dang it. It just sucked all the wind out of my sails. I started getting personally mad, you know? And usually I don't worry about anything with the government. Usually I don't worry anything about anything that's on the news. Like, that shit doesn't affect me. I'm not going to let it affect me. Yeah. But this shit affected me, you know? And it made me upset. It made me mad. It made me, you know, want to lash out. It made me want to break the rules. And, uh, you know, so then we're like, okay, well, we're going to stop being angry and we're going to do something about it. And then we decided to renovate, you know every square foot of the gym that was not gym space. Which and, I mean, uh, but, which I mean, I actually saw a few, um, a few gyms do that. Like I saw that mm-hmm. you guys were doing that. And then the Metro flex and Murrieta, um, mm-hmm. they were doing the same thing. Like, I mean, yeah. So what happened here was, uh, we have a great building owner. His name's Larry. And he, uh, he's helped us a lot. And, uh, like he rescued us when, you know, our first building, the roof collapsed, and we had to move in an emergency. And he gave me a seven-day lease for a dollar. Damn. Because <laughs> uh, he was because he was in New York, and he was like, "Go ahead and move in. We'll figure it out when I get back." And uh, so, uh, so anyway, Larry's been really good to us. And when this happened, I called him and I said, uh, "Hey, Larry, I'm just letting you know, like, we're going to be able to make rent. 
our members have been super supportive and we're going to make rent and they're going to pay their bills and we're going to be able to pay you. We're going to help anybody that needs help. We put it out there. Like literally anybody that calls, like we'll put your bill off. Like you don't have to pay. Um, I helped everybody. I personally coach in, you know, personal online coaching and, you know, yes, that hurt the business a little, but not a lot. Yes, that hurt me, but not a lot. Like I lost $4,000 last month, but I have an opportunity to make that again next month, you know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, so when it comes down to it, like it wasn't stuff that was going to lastingly impact us. Um, so what happened is Larry said, Hey, look, if you're able to pay your rent on time, then, uh, I'm going to renovate your bathrooms. It's in your contract that I'll do that in December, but I'll go ahead and do it now because you're going to be closed and it'll be easier. And so we were super thankful and they, they, they went all the way down to the sheetrock. They made the doors bigger. They cut them out. They, you know, redid the whole thing and redid custom cabinets and everything. It's perfect. It looks like a hotel. Shit. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's pretty cool. Despite having then, all this downtime, this is the perfect yeah. time to be productive instead of just kind of sitting there. Yeah, definitely. Exactly. And then what happened after that is uh, they were supposed to be done by the time we opened on August 25th. So after that, then we're told, hey, it's going to be May 15th. So we're like, well, fuck, we don't want to sit on our ass for another month. So... We, uh, we were like, hey, can we renovate the uh, other area? We've got a couple thousand dollars we could do that with. And uh, and so uh, we did. And, uh, you know, when we got the floor, the okay to get the floors done, they were supposed to be done on May 8th so we could open on May 16th. And then after we said yes and they started, they changed it to May 4th. <laughs> so the reason that happens and the way that happens is so that America has their policy – your state has their policy, your county has their policy, and then your city has their policy. So the United States said, yes, you can open on May 4th. The state of Missouri said, yes, you can open on May 4th. The county, Clay County, that we're in said, yes, you can open on May 4th. And then so did North Kansas City, the little city that we're in, because we're in a very industrial area. Mm. So everybody in the whole city would have gone fucking crazy if they didn't open up on May 4th. <laughs> yeah. And because there's like no houses here, hardly. they're all like on the North end, but um, we're in an area that's mostly industrial. So the mayor's going to make decisions that are more based on business. And so it was really hard though, because the whole city of Kansas city and the counties around us, except ours all decided to go to May 15th. And here's the crazy part, man. So in the County that we're in, there's only been one death and then the county next to us, there's been zero. Now, huh. the other counties around us have had some. Not a lot, but some. So Johnson County, the richest county in this part of the country, down south of us, they're not opening gyms until the third phase or fourth phase. We're opening in the first. Holy shit. Just like America said. But what I don't understand now is they're like, how are these states like Ohio, Washington, California, Oregon, um, you know, wherever else, why are they doing opposite of what the whole country says is fine? <laughs> yeah, I understand that other areas are different and this and that, but there's no reason why I live in an area with a death and the county that neighbors us is like not opening for like another five weeks. <laughs> Isn't that a little weird, guys? Super no, weird. Absolutely. I mean, so so now I'm a little confused, and it's incredibly political, and it seems like whatever party you're a part of is when you get to open. And clearly, one party favors business, while the other party favors being 
overly conservative and pleasing people. Um, I don't deal with either. <laughs> I want, I'm in the party of just leave me alone, guys. Um, <laughs> so, so I don't understand all this and why it works the way that it does. But what I'm trying to explain is why it's so damn confusing. I think it's you know? kind of, I think it's kind of hard because it's kind of a, a unique situation that a lot of people don't know how to uh, handle. Like especially here in California, it's tough because like they close beaches and hikes for recreation. They're only used for supposed to be more for physical, but and then instead of just taking the criticism and uh, staying closed and trying to flatten the curve as they call it, um, people yeah. protested and it spiked. It spiked. So. It's it's I don't know I think it's kind of depends on like the type of people that are in that area like Californians compared to. Well, see, it's 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 like in San Diego County, they actually mandated it for San Diego County that if you go out in public, you have to have a mask, like you have yeah. to have some sort of face covering. And it's like, I mean, I get it, but it's also like, I don't know. I I feel like it's just kind of taking it too far. It's definitely taken it too far, and people are overreaching. Like, on the Thursday that we shut down, the cops came here because I was on the treadmill and pounding on the door, and were like, hey, you can't be working here you know, right now. And I was like, guys, what's your problem? And they were like, oh, it's just you. Cool. <laughs> and, uh, and then what I found out later from another police officer is they have no right to enforce that. Really? It's not, it's not something that is something that police are allowed to enforce at all. It's a city rule. It's a mandate. It's not a law. Wow. I didn't so, know that. So basically it's just a suggestion. Correct. Huh. So we had an issue here in San Diego. Um, I follow this page on Instagram, which is like the Pacific Beach for the area that I live in San Diego. It's like the party uh-huh. area. Um, there's, uh, there was I've been a, to Pacific Beach. Yeah. So there's a surfer that was surfing when the beaches were closed. And, uh-huh. you know, the uh, police came on a boat. And pretty much forced him off and threatened him with a thousand dollar fine if he stayed in the water when he wasn't supposed to be. Right. What happened? He got out of the water. Mm, I but, wouldn't have. But it's but it's like I mean even when like even when um like even when my fiance and I go for walks we live right there by Mission Bay in PB and so when we walk the bay um like at the entrance there's like there's like those uh police um. Uh, wow, I can't think of what they're called. Uh, like city police, but the mm-hmm. ones that like write tickets on your car that check your parking. Right. Yeah, anyways, they're at the gates making sure no one goes into the park to walk along the boardwalk. Hmm. It's crazy because they're like, you can go out, you know, stay inside, but you can go outside, you know, if you want to walk and get fresh air and breathe. So, so here's what happened, and I don't know if it's different live. in different areas, and that's why this is all so confusing. We don't know. Um, so, uh, so yeah, when I was, uh, talking to, uh, the police here, I was talking to another officer later and, uh, he said, uh, yeah, if any police ever tells you anything about any of that stuff, just tell them to shut up. It's like, not, there's no loss. And, uh, here's a perfect example of it. So one day when I was really, really mad and like personally upset that they weren't letting us be open, um, and I get some places have to be closed, but like where I live, there's like literally no cases so like stupid right (laughs) um so anyway uh and that's my personal opinion i'm i don't know if that's true or false so if anybody wants to judge that i'm sorry i feel that way um 
it's over now, so it's no big deal. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, um, I was driving home, and so remember, like I'm told, your business has to be closed. You're not supposed to be outside. Don't touch each other. Wear face masks. Blah blah blah. Whatever. Which I've still only put one on one time, and it was at the hospital. And so uh, I was driving home. There were literally people begging for money on the median on the street corner and it wasn't homeless people that's fine but like i gave a guy 20 bucks the other day he's a homeless guy wearing a macho man shirt he busted out a promo and i was like what am i gonna do not give him 20 dollars when he's doing that for me <laughs> he's like, hey and he there, a, brother give me 20 dollars he had a slim jim in his pocket are you serious yeah that's that's some good uh that's good side street market. i was like hey man it's my buddy ryan's birthday uh will you go ahead and pop off a uh, promo and I'll give you some money. Here you go. And, uh, so anyway, so, uh, these four people were wearing like reflective vests. Like they were allowed to be there begging for money. Right. Well, you have to get a permit for that. And so I was just curious at what they would say. Cause they're on the median and they're touching people's hands as they get money from their car window. Mm-hmm. So tell me where that's okay and safe a week ago. Hmm. It's not right. No. So a week and a half ago, that's not okay to do. And it's still not okay today. So I called the police and I go, uh, hey, 911, like, there's people, like, standing on the street corner, like, reaching into car windows every minute. Like, is that okay? And they go, uh, yes, sir, that's not a police thing. That's a city thing. Like, we don't do anything about that. And I was like, oh, okay, well, so none of this is against the law? She goes, no. I go, okay, well, I'm going to act very differently now than I was a day ago. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like, you know, obviously I don't want to risk anybody's safety, but there are certain things that they told us to do that I think are are dumb. Yeah. And if you want to go for a walk, you can go for a walk. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So anyway, I just thought that that was really funny. Now, when it says, like, they're closing beaches and businesses, like, that all is – so if – the city says, hey, the beach is closed. They own that, so they have the right to say that. Therefore, the police can then do something about it. Oh, yeah. They had, they had huge protests of people with signs saying, like, oh, it's my body. I do what I want. And, right. you know, they're not worried about opening the small businesses. They're more worried about if they can go lay in the sun or not. That's where. They're worried about laying in the sun, getting a haircut, and getting a beer. Right. Hey, all things that are important sometimes. I'm just kidding. See, that, I mean, um, that's where you just shave your head. Like yeah. Me. Well, like so where we're at, where we're at, we have the opportunity to be open right now, and the rules are just uh, social distancing, post extra signs, um, you know, limit crowds, and uh, you know, make Wait, sure everybody has things which... available to them to be clean. And we actually, we even went above and beyond the rules. There's a rule out there that, like, let's say you work at a car plant, and they're going to have a meeting. It has to be ten people or less. Well, what we did as a gym was we just made it so that the whole gym is 10 people or less. So uh, anytime anybody wants to walk in the gym because, you know, people out there are fucking snitches and rats. So the second day that we were down, like me and Ryan and Hunter were here working out because we can do whatever we want here. (laughs) And that's okay by the law. And somebody called and like reported it and the police came by and they were like, hey, uh, you guys can do whatever you want. Don't worry about it. Um, 
but because you have a target on your back or because people are jealous of what you're doing or whatever, you know, we just want to make sure that we're always above board and we want to keep our members as safe as possible. So even though there's no rule about that, I'm going to make a rule about that so that we're above board so that we are always doing more than we're supposed to do to be right, you know? Oh, yeah. And, uh, and sometimes I think you just have to do that in order to protect yourself and stay open, you know? How do you, and, guys, how do you guys plan on keeping it just 10 people or, or less? So, you know, that's why I posted the other day, like, I thought people should sign that, you know, petition for Washington because small private owners have the ability to do this. The YMCA doesn't. So the way that we were able to do that is we literally just said, if you want to be here, you have to sign up for a time, and it's every two hours for 24 hours a day, and uh, you just can't be there with more than 10 people. And it worked. Hmm. So we have 160 members. There's 24 hours a day, and you know, let's just say eight of those hours don't get used at 16. We could have 10 an hour for 16 hours and never have too many people here. Well, and plus, I mean, at any given time, how many people would you say go in there at a, at a specific time? Uh, at 8.30 p.m. on a Tuesday night, probably 25. Oh, shit. Which, I yeah, mean, actually, actually, that makes sense, yeah. Our gym is hopping. You're talking about Strong Barbell Club, bro. Uh, okay, all right. My bad. No, uh, My bad. so shit. our gym is usually like, you don't have to worry about that hardly ever. So that's why it wasn't a big deal to me. But I'll tell you what did happen is when before we went onto this little break, we were trying to stay open. So we were doing 10 people at a time as well. And we were able to manage it. The only time it was hard was uh, uh, because because of the coronavirus, so many people were off work. People were trying not to come from four to eight, and then they would come at two, and then we would be overcrowded at two. Ah, so they're trying to come because out people didn't times. have to work. Yeah. Yeah. So now, right now, it's spread out enough that it's not been a big deal. But uh, going into this, it was not spread out enough, so there was a big deal, and now it's not a problem. What the, What's the hours of operation for your gym? We don't ever close, man. We uh. We have a surveillance system and electronic doors and stuff, and so uh, we're twenty four seven. You can be oh, here that's pretty want. dope. I would I would hit the gym like three a.m. If you oh yeah, we have a five digit code on the door, and you come here whenever you want. I can't, bro. COVID. My gym's closed. <laughs> actually, I know, I had, right? I actually had a, I actually canceled my membership uh, because I'm like, well, if I'm not going to be using it, I might as well just cancel it, which is a perfect time right. because I've been wanting to try to switch gyms. So I was yeah. like, eh, this gives me a good enough reason to cancel with twenty four hour fitness. Well, and see, so <laughs> when all this shit started happening where, like, all the small gym, well, gyms in general were just starting to close down and everything, um, this, so I, this was when I left uh, California Elite um, and switched over to a place that was closer to home, um, and uh, it was right right there in North Park, just a very small, kind of a hole-in-wall gym, and Saber and I, we had the membership for all of maybe two days. Yeah. And then everything just shut down. <laughs> and then basically that just kind of kickstarted. And when when we got the um, the stimulus checks, that just kind of kickstarted in buying our own gym equipment. So we got a pretty good backyard gym set up right now. So, and sh- and we got probably about maybe five about 500 pounds in plates coming in we don't know when they're coming in but they're coming and um but she's drafting drafting up a letter to the uh, to the gym just basically saying 
you know, we had the membership for all of a day and we have not been able to use it. Could we get a refund? You know, cause we never used it. Like we stepped foot in there just to sign up and that's the last time we were in there. Mm-hmm. So it's like, and I understand like how a lot of people are like, Oh, we'll support your local gym. This and that. I get that. I wholeheartedly understand that. But it, so if it, for example, if I was still at California elite and closed down, yeah, I would tell them just keep billing me. Cool. Yeah. But since I'm not there and we switched over to a new place, I don't really have that sense of loyalty. Loyalty. Thank you. Um, no, yeah, you haven't grown it yet. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I feel like it's no harm, no foul at that point, but it's like, they'll probably be like, no, you paid, you have to use it for the full month when we open back up. And it's like, mm, no, you're going to give me my money back. <laughs> well, especially, right. especially now using like COVID as, as the reason for closing. Yeah. It's like, if you go, Hey, because of COVID, a lot of businesses are like, we totally understand. Yeah. Right. You know, but it's like, I don't know, but well, I think it goes both ways a little bit. I think that, uh, there's definitely a balancing act to play, but here's the main thing is nobody chose this. No, not at all. And so, so here's, here's, here's the deal. So whatever happened at a certain point happened, I had one member and I was a little bit blown away by this, but so I had one member that was like paid through March 10th and, uh, this all went down on, uh, I'm sorry. She was paid through April 10th and this all went down on, uh, March 24th is the day that we got shut down. Right. Right. And she literally multiple times asked me to get a refund from March 24th to April 10th. Are you serious? And I was like, and I was like, you, re- you really think that I had any choice for this to happen? Should I refund everybody for the, the, the six days they don't get to be here till the end of the month. And, uh, I was so blown away by it that like, she was like, hey, can I just come and use the days? And I was like, no, I'll just give you your money back. I don't want you here if that's how you feel about our gym. Yeah. You know? And uh, I'd way rather have you give you your money back. I, If people don't want to be here, the last thing I want to do is have them pay me. That won't make me feel like shit. Yeah, exactly. You know? I only want people's money who want to be here, and then I'm going to blow them away and deliver on what they paid for. <laughs> you know? Oh, definitely. And, uh, and that, that's how I view things. So, um, you know, and, and as far as, like, whatever anything I do goes like I lost $4,000 and I didn't ask anybody to not pay anything or get money back or whatever. Like that's nobody had any choice in this, you know? And, uh, so whatever happened on whatever day, it's just done. And then we start over. Yeah. And whatever happens today, it's just, we're just started over and we're all zero and it's done and we're starting over. And that's how I handled my clients. That's how I handled everybody. It's like, Hey, if you can't pay, don't pay. And then let me know when you're back. And, uh, you know, and if you can't pay and you do have equipment, then I'll just keep programming for you. Let's just figure it out, you know? And, uh, all you can do right now is be flexible and that has to be between everybody. Like everybody has to make sense, use common sense and be nice. And, uh, that's what I said last week. I had another gym owner here in town be a, be a shithead on one of my posts when he didn't need to, and I didn't deserve it, but I just turned that into a learning experience so other people could see like, Hey, okay. So if that happens then maybe this is how I should react. And, uh, you know, I was just like, this is how you don't treat people. This is how you do treat people. Like, let's figure this part out while we're doing this now. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, this is okay right now. This is not, let, let's work on that part. 
Yeah. Like, so it's a weird time, man. And it's a lot to figure out, but you know, the last thing that, you know, anybody can say is that they know that they're right and they know what's going on. And if they think that wrong. And so that's why you just have to have an open mind and be super kind. Well, and see, what's funny is, um, I have a, I have a buddy that, uh, he posted on Facebook. He goes, first COVID-19, now murder hornets. Someone's going to write a book about this year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, uh-huh. it's, it's just one shit show after another. Yeah, it's true, man. But, uh, it just lets you know that you don't have control and, yeah. you know, and if, uh, <laughs> if you have to have it to be happy, then you're probably not going to be. And, uh, you have to seek things that give you true happiness because all these things that everybody thought made them happy, like possessions and money and shit right now, they ain't. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, uh, and, and it's just lets you know, it puts things back in focus and just lets you know that it's like, okay, this is what's important. You know, treating people this way is this important. Here's the people that are going to stick by you when things are tough. Here's the businesses that are going to stick by you when things are tough. Here's how people are going to react in their hardest moments and, uh, and what they're going to do and how they're going to handle it. And right now my gym members have to feel pretty good about that. I think, cause I feel really good about how we handled this. Oh yeah. Absolutely. And, uh, and I feel really even better about how they handled me, you know, and, and how they were kind to me and, uh, and how they were, you know, giving of themselves and how people set a standard and a tone for how they're going to be when they come back to, um, I couldn't be more proud of the people at this gym than I was through this whole thing. Well, and see, honestly, like, not so, and solely not just because, like, we know you, but even if we didn't know you or know of you, just seeing what you post, um, yeah. like, I would want to go to your gym, like, hands down, just seeing what you post. And, I'm, like, I'm getting some of that, which has been good. I didn't, that wasn't my goal, but, like, that's a good, you know, thing to happen. The funniest thing, like I was telling you about that guy that was giving me a hard time last week, there were guys from California that were like, hey, I don't know who the fuck he follows, but I knew exactly what was going on at your gym. (laughs) (laughs) He was like, you you guys are so transparent, you know, like I got so many good messages like that. I'm like, well, that's great because we have no secrets here. Like, this is how it works. This is what we're doing. This is what we care about. This is why. And everybody seems to be into that, you know? Yeah, it's, it's, it's more of like, you know, if you're serious about what you're trying to do in here, then you're more than welcome. Yeah. So absolutely, absolutely, man. So with that being said, after this is all over, can Michael and I crash at your place and train at your gym? Uh, a you can choose where you sleep, but you can sleep at my house. But you can also sleep at the gym. We have a spare room. Oh shit! I'll sleep at the fucking gym. <laughs> so we uh, when we did the renovation, we added more storage, so we got a spare room. Yeah. And we've always wanted to have a room to like put athletes up because a lot of people come stay here. And uh, Airbnb like in Kansas City are like fifty bucks, but what's um, that? Airbnbs are super cheap here; they're like fifty bucks. Oh, but uh, so, uh, but here at the gym, we have a shower, we have a kitchen and a grill. We don't have a stove; we have a microwave. But um, you know, we have a refrigerator. Like as long as you have a bed, you can pretty much stay here for however long you want it. Hey, you can book, so you can book a flight right now; it's super cheap. I know, right? <laughs> Flights are hey, like twenty I'm just bucks. Saying, a it's a good opportunity, and we're a COVID-free. <laughs> you know, County for the most part right now. That's so very true. And I've never People been to, be coming here. I've, I've never been to Missouri. So I mean, the food would be good. The training will be great. <laughs> and the last,
last group of guys that came here, there's a couple of my guys I trained that uh, are from India. They came out here and they're into hardcore music and there was like zero concerts when they visited. I felt terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hey, I know you guys are into hardcore, but like the only thing here is Dashboard Confessional right now. So you want to oh, see them? Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Dashboard so, Confessional. My I know, God. right? I miss shows, too. I was supposed to be seeing Rage Against the Machine next week. Oh, man. That sucks. I had a freaking, I have like one bucket list concert and I had a ticket to go and it's fucking canceled. No, you want to know what's even worse? My one bu- bucket list concert was Linkin Park. <laughs> yeah. Well, that so, didn't work out. Yeah, that didn't work out too well. Chester had Don't worry, if they, if they have another Woodstock, maybe there'll be a hologram. <laughs> That'd be cool. <laughs> but I, w- I would say Linkin Park too. They had enough good songs that I would uh, go and cry for some of that. I remember when all that happened, it was during Comic-Con, and literally the night before, we were at a bar, and they played in the end, and everyone in the bar was singing, and then the next day at Comic-Con, I walked out, and uh, my phone goes off for, like, all the new stuff, and I literally went to my best friend, I was like, uh, I was like, Chester from Lincoln Park just died. He goes, shut up, no, he didn't. I go, I swear, and literally, you can just, the next day at all the bars, you, every time a Lincoln Park song came on, everyone was just super, just... Just quiet. Quiet. <laughs> I bet, I bet. The, uh, yeah, um, that was super sad. You know, this COVID thing is really, really fucking hammering the Comic-Con people. So I train a guy who's one of the best prop builders I've ever seen, and he makes, uh, you know, Comic-Con shit, like, in his spare time, and, like, they're really good at it, and uh, all their cons are canceled. Yeah, they they did did, uh, WonderCon in Anaheim, and then for the longest time, Comic-Con in San Diego didn't say anything. It was like, okay. That's Planet. And then here we have Planet Comic Con, I think. Yeah. And so, and so it was like, oh, what's going to happen? It's what's going to happen. And then literally two weeks ago, they put out uh, a huge email saying they're canceling. But here's the awesome thing is that they're giving uh, Comic Con badge owners two options. One, you can get a full refund or you can have your badge transfer to 2021. So me being <laughs> a person who's gone the last four years, um, right. I plan on doing it every year until I die. Uh, I just had to transfer till next year because now I don't have to wake up at 8 a.m. and wait online no. for for an hour and try and yeah. try to get in. Right. That's great. So I've never That's been to a good Comic-Con ever. They it, should do that shit for the Arnold too because that was a sh- shit show. Oh my show. god! So you went to the Arnold, right? Yeah. How was it? Like with zero people. Uh, it there? was cool for me, but like, if you don't know anybody that you can go talk to, it would have sucked. Yeah. Um, so like, uh, I was there handling people, so it was fine anyway, but, uh, we had the XPC, but the weirdest part was they were trying to cancel it two days in advance. I'm like, Hey guys, it's two days. You're a piece of shit for doing this. You know? Yeah. Definitely. Um, so like we literally had athletes that had already driven there and were already there ready to weigh in and cutting weight while they didn't know if this was going to get canceled. Jesus. That's inexcusable. That's bullshit. Now no, yeah. hindsight being 2020, like it's probably good they canceled it, but Give us more than two days, please. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, and it ended up being fine. Like, okay, so the coolest part was I was hanging out uh, by the strongman stuff. My my friend Terry Rady, who's a world champion, lightweight strongman, he goes, goes, hey, you want to go watch uh, Big Guys warm up for deadlift? And so we were watching the girls deadlift, and they were going for like 620 pounds. It was amazing. And uh, so we're watching them on a big screen in the back, and we're watching them with a couple people, and I'm like, hey, that's Matt Frazier from the CrossFit Games. <laughs> <laughs> and so I start talking to him, 
and we like talked for like 20 minutes or something and he was super cool we were talking about lifting and you know terry was like making me sound cool and so then uh i started talking to this other guy and like he's just kind of a normal dude in a plaid shirt ends up being bill the guy that created rogue no shit and he's like, yeah, man. He's like, either we would have done this here or if they wouldn't have let us, we would have had it at my barn. And I was like, that kind of would have been cool. <laughs> <laughs> that would have um, been totally cool. But, uh, and then he, he couldn't have been cooler. He was like, here, come be my wife. And she was like the first CrossFit gym champion. And then I met Kim Walford. And uh, she was super cool. She had great energy. She was like, hold on, let me take my jacket off so I can hug you again. You have really good energy. <laughs> and uh, and she just made me feel great. And then... Um, see here i didn't talk to her but tia claire Toomey was back there and then all the pro strongmen were back there and i got to meet rob carney um who i'm a fan of i, he, I he won seemed, he seems like a cool guy he could have been cooler his husband's super cool uh they were awesome and uh so rob i had really wanted to meet and then i also met him again the next day we hung out at the meet greet for a little while and uh and that's how i met his husband and then um I really wanted to meet uh, Sebastian Orb as well, uh, Thor's coach, and I got to meet him back there. And uh, so it was just one of those moments where I got to meet a handful of people that otherwise I would have never seen. Yeah, that's a yeah. good networking moment. Yeah, it was really, really cool. It was like one of the more fun one hours of my life, you know? I, I think the only pro strongman that I ever got to meet was Nick, uh, Nick Best. Uh-huh. Nick's he, really cool. Yeah, because he Nick told me that I was too fat to be good at stones ever. <laughs> <laughs> he was right. Uh, I mean, he's 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 never really been over three hundred eights. He's like masters three hundred eights, isn't he? Yeah, and don't ever don't ever uh, don't ever uh, ask Nick about his injuries, or it'll be like a three-hour conversation. I, you know what? I can see that. I really can. He's been hurt so many times. He's so tough. Oh, dude, he's, he's and yeah, just seeing the shit that he does, but like I got to meet him cuz he competed at the US Open. Right. Um I got to meet Jerry Pritchett, which was pretty cool. Uh um, Jerry's cool. And then I also got to meet uh Robert Oberst. Actually, I got to talk with Robert Oberst for like a solid hour. I've never talked to Robert. He seems like he'd be cool in that setting. Yeah, he he was actually real. Well, what was funny is I was just walking by. I didn't really notice him at the time, but all I hear is "Hey, big guy with the beard," and I look over, and he I see him waving me over. I was like, "Is Robert Oberst waving me down? <laughs> like, is is this happening right now?" Right. But and I was like, "Oh shit, he's talking to me." And yeah, we just kind of bullshit for like a straight hour yeah but it was it was really cool like those are the three or no actually fuck i got to meet brian shaw on multiple occasions too shaw was really nice i met him at a weird time like where we couldn't really talk like we were both working mark's booth yeah but uh but he was cool at the time like it was neat to meet him um and uh and yeah everybody's always been cool like nick was one of the cooler strong men i've ever met yeah like the the only other one I mean, obviously, I would want to meet all of them, but um, the one that I would really want to meet is um, Eddie Hall. Yeah, I met Eddie at the Arnold, too, and it's a little bit tough. Like, if you listen to Eddie on Mark's podcast, um, it is uh, pretty difficult being in public for him, and uh, so I, I, I hear that. Like, I think Eddie and I would, you know, be able to have a nice conversation, but I think because of the way his life is that he just doesn't get to, like, meet people anymore at all. Yeah. Um, 
you know, like he can't go to the store, he can't go to the, you know, play place with his kids, like he has to have security and stuff. Like it's it's a bit of a challenge. So, you know, uh, it's a little bit easier to have more of an authentic conversation with somebody that has, you know, um, their guard down way less because he has to have his up all the time. Yeah, definitely. He's so, very, very famous now, you know. <laughs> very, very famous. So speaking of which, I, I got to ask, do you think – um, since, and I know a lot of people are being like, oh, you know, Thor did it in his home gym. It shouldn't count. Sure. Do you think Thor's deadlift should count? No, it's not a competition. So that's, it's nothing. Okay. So and now and, and I'm see, still I, impressed. I it's still the world process. record because they made it count and all that shit. But, um, you know, I just see it the way, like I barely listened to it, but. I mean, if literally every single person that they interview about it says that it should be in a competition, then that's probably where it should have been. Um, because they asked Big Z about it, and he said, yes, you should do it in a competition. And then <laughs> That was a pretty solid <laughs> Big Z. <laughs> that's exactly how he said it. You guys didn't see it? And, uh, and then Brian said, yeah, I think it should be in a competition. Um, you know, and uh, I just it should be in a contest like that's just where it should be but i'm i'm not taking anything away from him. i'm just saying like you it, it's such a slippery slope like okay so chris duffin wanted to squat a thousand pounds for three reps right right and he did but you know he did what it was it was an exhibition the reps were high he wore illegal equipment for what his sport would have been. It was just him doing what he wanted to do to have fun. Right? Yeah. He never had depth. It's not a world record. He never claimed anything. Yes, he can say he did something nobody else has ever done, but there's also no form for it, so it doesn't matter. He did what he wanted to do. So did Thor. But Thor's is an all-time world record that other people get to go against. And nobody else gets to do it in the same conditions that he did. Exactly. So what Thor did is what Chris does, which is super inspiring, really cool, something nobody else can do, something I'm super proud that I watched that I'm glad I tuned in for, but it's not the same as what Eddie or Benedict or Shaw or Big Z ever did with their deadlift. Not the same. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I'm on the same um... – same thought process. Like it needs to be in a competition doing it. In well, so he just gets to decide he wants to do something. So he gets to be a millionaire off of it. Like, is that how that works? Well, I mean, he's the mountain. <laughs> so I guess, you know what I'm saying though? Like, uh, you know, I mean, I guess like he could have never done that if he couldn't do it. So like he had all the right and ability to do it. It's just, it's just a little lame. And, but it did give me something to do on a Saturday for 10 minutes. <laughs> you know, that works. I was at the gym and I flipped that on. It was the first thing I watched. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it needs to be in a competition. Um, you know, I can't, th I, I'm just sitting here thinking, I'm like looking at the security cameras in the gym and I'm like, well, yeah, none of this matters. Yeah. You know, unless yeah. you do it for real, like against other people on a scheduled day with the referees and it doesn't really matter. And, you know, I mean, they made it as much of a contest as they could, but there was nobody else competing. It's weird. Uh, I am glad that they only gave him like 15 minutes because in a contest he would have had like 45. Yeah. So, I mean. But again, still, it's not authentic. Like, you should have to warm up around everybody else. Like, 
when he warmed up for the deadlift championship at the Arnold, how many, okay, I'm going to ask you this. There's 10 pro strongmen. How many platforms do you think there were? Three. There's one. Fuck. <laughs> there was one eight by eight platform and one bar. And <laughs> Bill, the owner of Rogue, told me that they only have like three of those bars and they're all numbered and they keep track of them, you know? Um, so, uh, so anyway, like you can't tell me that the conditions there were the same. Right. You know? Yeah. You just can't. All right. Well, JP, I know it's getting a little late for you, so we're going to let you go. Hey, well, thanks, guys. Thanks for calling, and thanks for letting me be on, and uh, I appreciate it. It's such a weird time, and I I hope it gives a (laughs) glimpse into what's going on here. Like, we take this super seriously. We're doing everything that we can, Um, and and everybody needs to know, whether you totally believe in all this stuff or not, you still should take it seriously because – no matter what you believe, you can't jeopardize other people's beliefs and, and health because of how you feel. And so as a gym, we've had to take that stance. And as a gym, we've tried to be as above board as we can. And uh, and I just hope that as people come back in, they're super grateful. And, you know, what, what I was hoping through all this, my biggest fear is that we would lose members to Garage Gym. And we lost some of them to that. But, but I honestly feel bad for them because I've never seen an excellent lifter besides Dennis Cornelius come out of a Garage Gym. And, uh, and so, uh, so I think people are going to realize that that's not all they thought it was. I used to be a garage gym lifter and I couldn't do it anymore. I had to have community. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I mean, if everybody's only into themselves and only into it, obsessed with what they're doing and don't care about anybody else, maybe it'll be great for them. But I think that that's probably not going to be fulfilling over time. Definitely. So I think a lot of real insecure people left their gyms and a lot of real insecure people, thought they'd be happy somewhere else but i think they're gonna hopefully understand and realize that that doesn't go away when you're still insecure you just moved <laughs> yeah true enough oh i got so, one, uh, i got one last question before we let you go yeah can i get one of those sbc shirts and have you cut it out personally literally while we were on the phone one of my friends motion knows i'm on a podcast and held up a shirt and with his fingers asked if I would cut it for him. And he brought it in and set it on my desk while I was talking to you. It was Jeff Frank. Jeff Frank squats 1219 and multiply. And he just came in and asked me to cut his shirt for him. <laughs> so is that a yes or? Yeah, I'll, I'll fucking do it. I just didn't post that I would do it because we sold a lot more than we did ever before. And I didn't want to get into the position where I had to cut 100 <laughs> that took a lot of time and do you know how close you can be to effing up a shirt in one second when you cut a hundred of them like most people f up when they do it once <laughs> true enough yeah, imagine so. you do it a hundred times <laughs> yeah it, it's tough especially when you get into the women's crop game too because then it's serious i'm <laughs> like i'm like wait, wait 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 how low do i cut this like you know, you can't cut a crop the same for a girl with no boobs and big boobs. Like, <laughs> so, so like, without asking personal questions, you got to be guess, be guessing real good. <laughs> a, sounds like there's a lot of science to this uh, cropping shirt method you got. See, honestly, I would just go the mean girls route and just cut the nipples out. There you go. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Mean girls is a good flick for sure. Um, <laughs> stop, stop saying fetch. Fetch isn't going to work. Um, so, uh... So, yeah, no, anyway, the best way to make a crop top is to make a shirt with a design that comes down far enough that you just cut right underneath it. And then the way you make the line straight is you fold the shirt in half with the front side being the side that you see, and then you lay it on a desk on a straight line 
and then you cut along that line. That way, if it is uneven, it starts in the middle, and it's on the same on both sides. Ooh. Huh. I've never thought about and that. And then even if you now... fuck up, it's still good. <laughs> you, you guys hear that? You got crop top <laughs> instructions from J.P. Price. <laughs> You're very welcome. <laughs> All right, dude. And then if you want to learn how to cut tank tops, send my highlights. <laughs> yeah. All right, dude. Well, it's been awesome talking to you again, and we'll definitely uh, we'll have you on again once things go back to semi-normal for us. <laughs> yeah, I'm supposed to be in San Diego uh, next month for a family vacation that I'm told to go on because I've been to San Diego a whole bunch because I've competed there a whole bunch. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, like, I've never taken my kids, so we were looking at taking the kids out there to do, like, Legoland and stuff. And, like, um, you know, we had – I think we already put, like, two grand on the trip. But uh, I think it's probably going to get canceled, so. Well, I mean, as far as, like, Legoland and – because Disneyland, pretty much all the ma- major parks, they're part of the Phase 4 yeah we're just we're just following whatever disneyland's doing because we know that everybody else will follow that pretty much yeah so disneyland is closed for the rest of the year for sure so oh boy yeah so we're trying to figure it out but we'll see and uh anyway so i'm supposed to be out there but i probably won't be um so anyway i just hope this opens back up so i can stop canceling flights over and over (laughs) yeah that'd probably help All yeah. right, man. Well, take it easy, guys. Thanks for everything. And uh, y'all can find me at JPLifts underscore SBC on Instagram, my gym, Strong Barbell Club. And, uh, you know, I appreciate you guys. And thanks. If you ever need anything, give me a holler. Well, we appreciate you. I, I coach people. If anybody wants a coach, that's a little bit silly. Um, I coach people in powerlifting, but right now I'm full. So uh, you, you better be good if you want to get in. And, and, and JP's going to send power. Power Comedy Podcast SBC shirts. Yay. No. <laughs> yeah, you guys need to make one and send it to me too. Dude, we will. We will. All right. It'll be a trade. 3X. Three, I was just going to say you're probably a 3X. And if you order like Gildan or some cheap shirt that's not soft and, and doesn't have longer bellies than normal, then um, we're not going to be friends. <laughs> Next level tees or independent trading company. Everybody has access to the same shit. Nobody should be buying bad shirts anymore. We all know better. <laughs> all right. Sounds good, dude. All right. Take it easy, boys. Right, take we'll it easy, JP. Bye. Well, never a dull moment with jp price i like just ever. like i like just like listening to him in a time of crisis <laughs> his his words of encouragement were very soothing right <laughs> i also like his suggestion for sh- like for shirts i should like message him and be like can i get everything you just said but like in text form in, in text form <laughs> it's like i need a pdf that would be a fun video to do right it's like here's the sbc <laughs> jp price i don't know i'm trying to think of an acronym for I it know. and he's got a point i mean next level shirts aren't that expensive I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anything about next level shirts. I do. He said, what did he say? What was that? He said, if you send me anything that's Gildan or that isn't soft, we're no longer friends. Okay. So what's wrong with Gildan? I don't know. It's a rough material. Okay. So it it probably chafes his nipples. So Gildan was the shirts (laughs) that used to make our wrestling shirts in high school. So, you know, hated it. Yeah. Like when I used to train them, I hated it. Like my, uh, my power belly shirts that Mm -hmm. I have, those are next level. Ooh. It's like a soft. No, no, no. Prime example: eight man shirts. Have you ever felt a? Eight yeah. Man? I think those are uh, next level as well. But it's like a special order. Like they take the tags off and they put their eight man. Yeah. Tag on it. So 
But it's also uh, eight man. Well, it's also eight man. That's quite true. Um, and speaking of companies and brands and whatnot, make sure you guys check out, even with all the COVID and Corona bullshit going on, make sure you check out Warfaring Clothing on Instagram, Twitter, go to the website. Um, still, you know, fulfilling your workout gear needs as far as clothing. Um, I don't know if they've put up anything new since all this is going down. Cause I think the, the CEO is just trying to keep himself sane at the moment as well. So, uh, but, but still definitely, um, go check them out. Use power comedy at checkout to get 20% off, uh, the entire purchase. Um, also mother's day is this upcoming Sunday. So use that code and get your mom something, get her a shaker. Yeah. Oh yeah. Especially or, right or, about now or, or get her, um, a t-shirt that says these, these hands rated E for everyone, you know, this, that, see, that's a perfect mother's <laughs> day gift. My mom, my brother just texted me today and he was like, Hey, what's a good idea for like a mother's day gift for mom? You told, you told him that shirt, right? I told him, I said, go to warfareandclothing.com, use power comedy at checkout at 20% off little bro. <laughs> I said, she might get a little afterwards, but Cause that wasn't scripted. No, I'm kidding. No, <laughs> my, my, my mom's been doing this thing where dude, uh, your mom, I feel like your mom would love the clothing that comes from him. Uh, for shirts, yeah, pants. It's a little hard for well, yeah. pants right now, but no, I mean, uh, but like, so so this is really funny. So my brother asked me to get my mom for Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. So I said flowers. He goes, well, yeah, but I, I'm getting her everything. So he got her a mug. This is best mom ever. Mm-hmm. And then my mom, uh, since all the stuff's been going on, she's been at home. Uh, she'll she'll you'll hear her go like ding 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 ding. She'll scream ding ding. Um, and that's her bell for my dad to come get her something. <laughs> so my little brother bought her an actual bell oh, to like shit. ring that's around awesome. the house. Oh and, my god, that's uh, gonna piss off your dad. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so I'm not. I'm because I'm, I'm gonna be going home again. Not this weekend, but probably the beginning of next weekend, the yeah. week after Mother's Day, because I have all my finals this week, and then uh, and I'm gonna be going down because her birthday is a week after Mother's Day. Oh shit. So I'm gonna go to celebrate her birthday and then probably hang out there. So for probably week. just do both Mother's Day and birthday gifts in one. In the same weekend, yeah. yeah. Oh, I got her birthday gift. Oh, okay. I got her uh she likes Wonder Woman uh, a ton. And she likes Why? collecting I she's, she's just that's her, her favorite hero. Oh okay. Like uh, every time I go to Comic Con I get her something Wonder Woman themed. Right. And so like the first year I got this artist who signed a Wonder Woman uh print. Uh and then then the new Wonder Woman movie is coming out this year still. Yeah. Fingers crossed. And so I bought her a figure of Wonder Woman in her new costume. Oh. So I got her one of those to add her her little figure collection. She has like a Wonder Woman Barbie. She has another Wonder Woman action figure. So I bought her something else that's that thing. I should actually get something else on Amazon. It's Wonder Woman. I just haven't figured it out yet. Yeah. But yeah, that's, that's what I had planned for Mother's Day. <laughs> yeah, I'm still trying to figure mine out. Just cause, because with me still working, it's been kind of like tough just to figure out anything but i'll get it figured out i'll get something for the dog (laughs) fuck she's already gotten so much shit for the dog it's not even worth it you should get your mom i'm trying to think it would be funny you should get her one of those cans hear me out get her one of those cans (laughs) that has the compression in it for a confetti Uh so when she opens it it blows up and it's confetti no because with her She'll point at the wrong direction and she'll look straight into it. Ooh. And it'll blow up in her face and then I'll have to take her to the ER. It's like, happy Mother's Day. You get a black eye. Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, up. no. 
No more lemon pledge. <laughs> no more. <laughs> oh, here's a photo of it right here, actually. What? That's what I got her for. Oh, okay. It's in, it, I'll show you in person because I got I got something for myself too. Oh Jesus! Of course you did. But yeah. Anyway, guys. Again, don't forget to go to Warfare and Clothing. Uh, also, check out Power Belly Fam on Instagram. Uh, he, I believe he's still taking orders for shirts. So just uh, shoot him a DM with your shirt size, and basically he'll take care of the rest from there. And um, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Nick the Hulk Dorio. Uh, and then don't forget to follow our uh, podcast page, which is at Power Comedy Podcast. And then Michael. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Michael A. Ramos, all one word. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitter for any comedian stuff, underscore Michael. I think it's Michael Ramos underscore. You've been using your Strix one a lot more often. Well, I, I, I do all my gaming stuff on my on my Strix oh, okay. one. I, you can follow me too. That's Strix TTV, <laughs> all one word, all caps. That's where I've been posting most of my content because uh, – Due to all this stuff, I've actually been able to play games more and, uh, you know, just trying to do some nerd stuff. So, yeah, guys, um, our first in-person episode. F- How long month? has it been? In a, in a month? Well, Over a month, actually. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. It's been like five weeks because we yeah. had our we had our, ep- our last in-person episode right when everything happened. Yeah. And then we started doing more over-the-phone stuff. Yeah. Cause and- you guys came over in the morning. Yeah, it was like it was like my first week being unemployed. I was March. That's true. Yeah. So no, it was more like six weeks. So now we're to the point where we don't give a fuck about Rona. We doing in person episodes. Yeah, I also it also feels weird doing this in person because it's like I don't remember how to do this. <laughs> you don't remember how you forgot what I looked like, huh? I forgot how people interact with other people. Dude, that's just you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Be um, safe out there. Yeah, Wear your masks. Be safe. Wear the face coverings, even though it is just a suggestion. But <laughs> Cover up those face droplets. But um, And we'll do another episode soon. All right. You guys be safe. Goodbye. Okay,